Who here likes to sing? Ah, that's a pretty good group right there. Sometimes, sometimes I think uh, we're maybe a little shy to sing out loud or to pray out loud. And it just seems awkward to some, maybe. Um, I don't know. I was just thinking about it. We didn't plan on talking about it this morning. But even like raising hands, your hands sometimes, you know, in worship or... Um, yeah, I, or, or or sometimes, I mean, I, I don't do this often, but like, like I mean, you don't ever want to just like run and scream hallelujah or something, you know? I'm not, I'm not saying everyone do that, you know, I'm just saying. But, but there's just, you know, God just steers your heart up. And then when you realize you're in his body together and, and you're worshiping and you're hearing his word and, um, I mean, it's a, it really truly is a, a great day. When we can come together and worship God and and just look to Him, well, we're going to look to Him this morning, of course, for for a new year, and it is a new year. So, what am I going to talk about? Uh, a new year, and this year is 2019. For anyone that doesn't know that, you know, just in case, <laughs> you know, you get a couple months in and you're still writing 218. Probably none of you guys do that, but no. But we're going to talk about a new year and. You know, this is probably pretty consistent when you talk about the new year. To dream big. To to dream big. Anyone have, no, no, I'm being serious. Anyone have any big dreams for 2019? It's okay. Raise your hand. If you, I do, my hand's up, you know. And just because your hand's not up doesn't mean you don't have big dreams. It's okay. But sometimes, sometimes God stirs you up so much. And he gives you such a big dream. Some of you know what I'm saying. You just don't know how to express it. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. You ever feel like that? <laughs> so you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I just want, I want to. So this is a year of helping us to articulate our dreams. And especially as it comes to Four Corners, I want to share with you my heart uh, as your new senior pastor. And I want to share what God has put within me and what I believe. And, and I may be so bold, I know, um, where God wants to take us in, into the coming days. And um, it is a new year, and um, it's not like, um, you know, things are going to change and a five-story building is going up, and, you know, it's the little things, right? We've talked about the heart. I've had the opportunity, of course, to, to preach here for a year now, on and off, right? And and uh, it's all about the heart. We're not leaving that at all. And so it's not about the grander things. It's about the little things. But um, so we're going to just share. We're going to look at some things this morning, and we're going to share, and uh Pastor Larry made this logo, Moving Toward Christ, and that scripture down there is what I read from, that 1 John 2, 6, those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. And, you know, that's why Christ came, that he could be and is the example for us. And so, of course, you're going to hear that consistent. That's a consistent theme that we become and, and, and look to be more like Christ. That's what being called a disciple is, a Christ follower to be more like more like Christ. And I just wanted to kind of 
look at this a little bit here. We're not going to be here long, but, you know, what does it mean to be more like Christ? And, you know, in the Greek, as you're looking at Christos, it means anointed, and in the Hebrew, it means Messiah. And really, Christ means the anointed one of God. And when we talk about Jesus, we could say Jesus the Christ. We could say Christ, Jesus. We could, you know, we, but the bottom line is Jesus is the anointed one, the promise from God. And, and I know we know this, but before I even get started, I want to remind us this morning, if we come to a place where we have repented from our sin and received the free gift of salvation, we are reconciled to God. Listen, we become not, not as Jesus, but we become Christ's followers with God's anointing on us as we follow his word and the spirit directs us. I mean, it's a for real thing. It's not, it's not just something you say or it's nice to say, oh yeah, I'm, you know, like I'm saved. Uh, you know, I'm Pastor Tony. I'm saved and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And, and now, you know, I, I, I'm a Christ follower. Well, that's awesome. But I'm an anointed Christ follower. As I look into the Word of God, as I believe in the Word of God, as I allow the Spirit of God to give me the revelation of the Word of God, God empowers my walk. It's not about me, but it's got to be about my heart. So that's why I keep talking about heart, because if my heart's not right, then I don't, it doesn't matter how much we read the Word of God. It doesn't matter how much the Spirit tries to go, that's Tony, right? You ever have that? And so we're going into 2019, we're looking we're looking and we're saying, God, it's okay. I want your anointing. It's okay. I, I want to be in your word. I want your spirit to guide me in your word. And I know you will go before me. I know it. I know it in my heart. So here's the vision for 2019 in a nutshell. Equipping the saints, strengthening our families, growing our faith, and as we move closer to Christ and help others to move toward Christ. Who knows what our, what our saying is, for lack of a better saying, our mission saying, our vision statement. Who knows what it is? Can someone say it out real loud? Moving who? Who are people? Us as, John would say us as all? Like all of us as, or no? We're moving people toward Christ. You know, don't want to be silly here, but... We're moving people, not necessarily things. You know, you know what I'm saying? We're, again, it's about the heart. And so 2019, we're, we're looking at things that seem obvious in a way. Well, of course, we're to equip the uh, saints. We're strengthening our families, growing our faith. Every believer should be doing that, correct? But how do we go about doing that? I want to lay a little bit of foundation, if you will, this morning in that. First, looking at equipping the saints. For the equipment of the saints is for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, Philippians 4, 12 through 13. So the bottom line is how I view equipping sometimes might be a little different, not biblically, uh, but how it plays out from a leader, a shepherd, a pastor, or, or a Bible study person, you know, a teacher. But the bottom line is, I see a, a Sunday morning as an equipping time for the saints. This is the time when we come together as a body, and we're able to be equipped to do what? To do exactly what Scripture says, to do the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body. 
Again, it's okay. It's okay to say, I need encouragement. I mean, don't you? When you come, I hope Sunday is when you come in and you get all kinds of encouragement here. That's what Sunday mornings are for. Or the gathering time of the body. It could be Sunday night. It could be Saturday. Uh, whatever that time is that the body meets like this right here is for our equipping. But what are we equipping? We're equipping in the word of God. But who are we equipping? The people. Why and what are we equipping them? We're equipping them to work out their salvation in fear and trembling, to use your gifts to serve this body, it's okay, to serve this body, to encourage one another, so much so that when you leave this place, you're like, oh, I'm serious, you're just full. And you, you, you have confidence because of him. And because we've encouraged one another and you're equipped, you now can say, I am the anointed one from God because of his word in me. The gifts he's placed in me, here I go. Now, I don't know if that sounds a little different than some of you might have heard before, but I really believe that's what Sundays are for. Now, of course, every Sunday, do we share the gospel? Oh, every Sunday, every Sunday. God, God has so blessed this body, and people come to know him as Savior, not because of us. I'm telling you, because of his word. We always share the gospel. We always share that Jesus came. He was crucified. He's, he was buried, but he didn't stay there. He rose again. Why? That we might be bridged back, reconciled back to God. That will always be spoken. But on Sunday mornings... It's a time to just say, look, look, believer. Not everyone in this room might be a believer, but most are. I know, I know a lot of your testimonies. And it's a time to say, look, sometimes you got to say, grow up, right? Me too. I'm not, you know, talking at you. As a matter of fact, I think uh, last night I looked in the mirror and said, Tony, you need to kind of grow up a little bit. Oh, no, actually, it was this morning in the, in the front office. There, there's a, a big full uh, place mirror there. And it has a, a coat hanger, and it's empty. It doesn't have anything on it. And I'm thinking, I wonder if I should remove that coat, coat hanger. Maybe too much information. But hear me out. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, should I remove that empty coat hanger? And I'm thinking, and there's the mirror there. And I'm thinking, huh, someone might come in and go, well, Pastor Tony, what goes on the coat hanger? And, and I'm just kind of running this stuff through my mind. And I'm thinking, this is silly. I just need to grow up. That's just a moment. And I'm just, you can think about that a little bit. We have those times. We have those times that we definitely need uh, not only to be encouraged, but to understand what God's word says about who we are as a believer. And you're not going to hear it other places more than you will in the body that you are, you're in, that you're united in. So equipping the saints, big on Sunday mornings. This, and and that's, that's will be what we'll be looking for on Sundays. And then strengthening our families. Out of Acts 16.31, and they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed the wounds and he was baptized at once, he and all of his family. Who here has ever claimed Acts 16.31 for your family? Anyone? I tell you what, I've claimed that throughout my whole ministry. And it's so true. You know, if you're, if you're daddy in this room, let me tell you something. I'm just saying. God has you to be a spiritual head of your home. He, he, he does. And, and the thing is, 
whether whether you might, you might be a single mom, you might be a single dad, you might I mean I get, you might be a granddad, you understand? You might be someone who has grandchildren. Whatever the case it may be, they're looking at us. My daughters, they watch me. They do. And I'm not perfect. But I tell you what, I'm going to do the best I can to lead my house, to lead this house. This body needs to do the same. Because what we do not only affects us, it affects those around us. And so we're going to be all about this year strengthening our families. And by families, that means all the above that I just said. Whether whether it's a, a mom and dad and children or singles or, or whatever the case may be, we're family. So we're going to be about strengthening this family and engaging God in some, in some ways where we can learn and grow and be encouraged again, but to take it outside of these four walls or this campus. And growing in our faith, Colossians 2.6, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And there are several things going on here. Of course, number one, it says, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus. And again, I, I understand, I'm just going to qualify this today mostly. I understand not everyone has received Christ Jesus. So again, you understand right now is an equipping time, right? I'm talking to someone who has received Christ Jesus. And even if, by side note, even if you haven't received Christ Jesus, this is all really good stuff right here. His word, his principles, whether you're saved or not. I mean, there's corporations that, I'm not saying they're anti-God, but, you know, they're not, they're not necessarily a Christian organization, but they use Christ-like and godly principles. Oh, my, yes. It's awesome. So those who have received Christ Jesus, he's saying, walk in him. Be rooted in him, in the word of God, in prayer. I mean, I mean, it's not just something that you do one time and then you go, whoo I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, right? But it's to be rooted in him. And and we're, we're to be established in our faith. The Bible tells me that we grow from faith to faith. It's the little faith moments in our life that, that strengthen us. It can be a, it can be a simple prayer. Sometimes God answers the simplest prayers. It's to build our faith. You know, you ever, you ever pray what you consider a silly prayer? For, for, I mean, no prayer is silly, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I prayed for a soda once. I was like a year old in Christ, and seriously, I was working at church, and people were trying to get a soda, and I was really thirsty, and like about eight people couldn't get a soda, and I'm just, I was bummed. And I started praying. I didn't know you weren't supposed to pray <laughs> for a soda. I don't know. And I started, I'm just, I'm watching the people. I said, well, God, I'm going to go to the store. I really am thirsty. And and it's like he put it on my heart. Well, ask me for it. I'm so, What can I say? I'm, it's like he put that on my heart. And I did. I said, well, God, I, I'm just really going to claim, if you will, I'm going to go get a soda. And I, I'm reached for money, and everyone, we just, we had a work day. Everyone's kind of staring at me, thinking like, what are you doing? We just all tried to get a soda. The, the money just drops down. I said, I don't know. I just, I'm really thirsty. I'm just, I just believe I'm going to get a soda. True story. Ting, ting, ting. Hit it. Boom. Soda came out. <laughs> I'm going, yes, yes. Well, why did God do that? I'm telling you, it had to be God, first of all, my story, but I'm saying. So why did he do that? To build my faith. And <laughs> The other people, they were all uh, back, probably about 25 years old. They all scrambled, getting their money back out. I, I, not one of them, about, about five, not one of them got a soda after that. I'm just going, I'm special. I'm special. God made me special for a moment just to say, Tony, 
I'm here, but, you know, we, we can improve and your prayers grow up a little bit. But, but I am here. So we're, we need to grow in our faith. It's, it's again, not something we just say. It's, it's something we, we do intentionally. Isaiah 43, 1 says this. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And, and I know this comes out of the Old Testament. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, bring this into the New Testament time. But, but, but all I'm saying is the same God then is the same God now. And this God right here, our God, he looks at you, and you can put your name right there. I have called you by name, Tony. And when you pass through the waters, I will be there. And that's our God today. And he, he so desires that we understand and put into proper perspective who we are as believers. He created us. And, and I know we know that, but, but just to take that deep breath and go, God, thank you. You redeemed me. You have brought me to a place where I know your direction for my life when I'm pursuing you. And even those times when I fade, you're always there. You're always there. The time when, when I think you're not. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they should not overwhelm you. And, um, and I don't know about you, but do you ever get overwhelmed? Of course. I mean, it, we would probably be a liar if we said right like if we said we didn't but 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 god is still there and and the 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 closer we are and the more we're reminded of who he is then all of a sudden we do take that deep breath and go you're there do you believe that who read my blog on christmas eve by chance oh come on everyone should go Woo! And i know we're not up to speed yet i wrote a blog on christmas no New Year's, sorry. And the blog basically just said, praise God. We don't know what the New Year is going to bring. And whether it's good or bad, quote, unquote, we're going to praise you. And I meant it. I mean, that's what I wrote. I said, for me and my family, we're going to praise you. Well, it was the post, yeah. Post, blog, potato, potato. I don't know. But the point is, it wasn't like, what, six hours or eight hours later, the main water line in our house breaks and the entire bottom floor floods. And I go, I'm serious, and I meant it. Praise God. Now, not for the flood, not for the water. You crazy? But you know what? You just got to take a deep breath. And since then, oh, I've met some really nice people. I mean that I'm sharing with and sharing the gospel, sharing my witness, sharing. I, I'm not saying, okay, everyone break your water line. And, but bad things don't happen just because. Sometimes, sometimes I hear that saying, well, in everything there's a purpose. Well, I, that might be semantical, but I don't really quite believe that. I don't believe like God broke my water line. No, not that he couldn't. He gave me a soda. I told you he could break my water line. And by the way, it's split in the middle of it, not a joint, so it is a little odd. (laughs) I'm just saying. But 
It's what we'll do with what we're in. And the purpose comes from not the water line breaking, but how we respond to the water and the people. It really is. God desires for us to understand we are called by his name. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people who I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. How do we move into the future? Some of us facing things. I mean, we will be three more weeks trying to get our house back in order. Uh, we have Heather, our daughter, and their family, a husband and two younger grandchildren. I mean, that's where they, they were living, and it's just chaos. It's going to be a while. I mean, three weeks, if you, who, who remembers two little kids, like six and three, and it's not easy. And, and the point is this, it's really not so much about that. It's just, it's just a current, you know, witness or testimony. But the bottom line is, how do we move ahead? And, and right here he says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. And, and in order to move into the new year and to move forward in some of these things that want to hold us back is to remember, don't, don't dwell on those things from the past. I mean, this is for real. And, and then when he says, nor consider the things of old, what he's saying is, put your focus ahead, not behind. And, and when you start considering the things of the past, what do you do if you're not careful? They start to hold you captive. They start to put fear in your heart. They start to tell you you can't do it. You know it'll just happen again. You know that relationship will just go bad. You know, you know what I'm talking about. If not now, you've been there. We all go through this type of a thing. But he says, no, I made you, I created you, I redeemed you, I anoint you, I am with you, I will make a way for you. And he says, listen up. He says, now, forget that past. He says, don't, don't consider them. He says, I'm doing a new thing. Now, this is the part right here. Now it springs forth. Do you perceive it? You know what God's saying? I, I, I believe. Now, this is a loose translation, but I really believe this is what he's telling me. And what he means by this, in the, even in the context of the scripture, watch. I am doing a new thing, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? He's saying, Tony, I'm going with you or without you. Don't you see it? It springs forth. Did you, did you get it? God says, I'm here to do a new thing in your life. And, and a new thing for Four Corners Baptist Church. And he says, I'm here and I'm doing it. Do you perceive it? Do you perceive it? Because I'm with you. I will make a way. We won't make a way because we're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. The more ways we try to make, <laughs> I'm, how do you do that? It's hard. That's how you do that. How do you bring a bunch of people together that love, love Jesus, love God? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. But how do you do that? How do you bring a bunch of people together and just go, oh, yeah, we're all of one accord and everyone agrees about everything? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're smiling. But you know how we do it? 
We go back to that equipping, number one. We go back to being equipped to use our spiritual gifts. That brings us, the Bible says, into unity. The more we think the same and walk the same and encourage one another, the more unified we come. And as we do that, we strengthen not only ourselves because we're a part of the family of God and our families, we strengthen that part within us. And then what happens? Our faith builds. And then all of a sudden we go, there is a God. And then we just go, let's go. What? Oh, yes, I perceive what you're doing, God. I perceive you want me to witness to this person. I perceive that you want me to use my spiritual gift here. Spiritual gift of intercession, yes, I'm praying. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. You've, you've told my heart several times, pray, pray for this person. Pray for the church. I've been a little lackadaisical about it, but you know what? No, I perceive what you're doing. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm going to do that. You want me to open a door, and, and, and I think it's awesome. Probably a lot of people open the door, but you know there's actually a spiritual gift of service, and, and I just, I'm telling you, I believe that God quickens a heart when, when, when we have people that are gifted in this area here at this church and their heart gets quickened, not just to open the door, give you a smile and say good morning, but their heart is encouraged and edified to just to greet you literally in a sense with a holy kiss, if you will. To say not only are you important, but you're important to God. And, and, and you can just tell that there's a heart there. And, and bottom line is the whole thing he, he declares it right there, that they might declare my glory. It's not an automatic thing. We don't always declare God's glory, but it's our goal. It's, it's what we work toward. Put it into the New Testament. Philippians 3.12 says this, Not that I have already attained or have already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid a hold for me. And brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward the goal. There's an upper call. There's a call that we've been redeemed for, a call that Christ came for. There's a bridge that has been made between us where our sin has caused us to be separated from God. And Jesus came, the one and only son, and he was crucified on a cross. Why? I liken it to this. I mean, this is one aspect, although it all leads only to one thing. But the only way you could ever put to death sin is by death. There had to be an ultimate judgment paid for sin. And I know that, that that's got to seem crazy to some. I know before the Spirit of God revealed to my heart that truth, I just go, what? So a couple of people tried to tell me about Jesus a couple of times, and one of them got a door slammed in their foot, and it hurt him really bad because he, to- he told me I was going to, to a place that I didn't really know what it was, but it was, I thought he was cursing me out. And... <laughs> Didn't I, Trish? He yelled really loud. He wouldn't leave. Put his foot in the door. It's a true story. It's before I was saved. And I said, sir, if you don't leave, I'm shutting this door. And he wouldn't leave. He said, well, you're going straight to hell. And I went, well, okay, bam. And, and I don't know if I broke it or what I did. But, you know, I, now why do I tell you this story? Well, listen. Sometimes the things of God seem odd. They just do. I mean, there's there's things we read in the Bible that don't make sense. There's there's stories that don't line up, and and you know, this morning is not the morning to talk about them all because there's too many. I mean, you talk about God's judgment, 
and, and how, how some will ask why does God allow bad things to happen and all these things and all these questions and, and I, and I get all this, but, but the bottom line is this. A lot of these things won't make sense, but they make more sense the more we grow and the more we allow his word and his spirit to speak into our life. And that again, that anointing to give us the encouragement and the faith to not only know about God, but to allow him to work in our heart that we might do the things of God. That's full circle. Now listen, that's full circle. Here's what I'm saying. 2019, it's got to be a year. Our vision is moving people toward Christ. But we can't just say that. And I'm not, you guys are awesome. I've, I've been here a year. And I'm not saying, like, we're not doing a good job. <laughs> so I want to be really careful because you're doing a very good job. All I'm saying is as we equip and as we strengthen our families and as our faith builds and as we engage the gifts that God has given us and as he promised and he will, he said, don't you perceive it? Here we go. I'm going before you. Here I go. What I'm saying is as we move people toward Christ, it's not just saying we're doing it. We're doing it. We're walking with others. We're being an example. We're testifying. We're being a witness. It's something that we do. It's not just something that we, we think or, or that sounds good, like a little logo. And yet again, I, some of you, I, I can see that your visitors, I, I'm not being smart here. Don't, don't think that I'm, was there a hidden thing here? No, it's just about the heart. And for 2019 and beyond, it's for eternity. It's a forever thing. I want to grab a hold of the upward call that's in Christ Jesus, what he's put in me. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this in mind. If it, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that you have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. God does not expect any for any super saints. I'm serious. He, he doesn't expect for you to receive a, a, a teaching on spiritual gifts and, and you take a, an assessment, which I, I, I'm okay with them, but just kind of as something to stir you up. You know what I mean? You don't take a spiritual gift assessment and go, oh, I got the gift of teaching and I'm just going to teach. I'm going to be a wonderful teacher because that's what I have. But, but here's my point. God doesn't expect us to do any more than where we're at. Nevertheless, to the degree that you have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and be of the same mind. It doesn't matter where you're at in your spiritual walk. Maybe some read the Bible daily. Maybe some have a devotional. Maybe some, maybe you have faded and you haven't really had a Bible study in one month, two months, say a year. I don't, I don't know. But, but just understand this. It doesn't matter. Forget the past. Don't dwell on it because this is today. <laughs> That's awesome. And God says, I know where you're at. You're at. You're at. You're at. And now you're about to come together. Let's talk. Let's pray. Let's figure this thing out. Let's encourage one another. Let's have a conversation. For real. It's cool. God is good. This is good. Right where we're at. 
So 2019, equipping the saints, strengthening our families, growing our faith as we move closer to Christ and help others to move toward Christ. You received uh, or should have in the worship guide, um, I don't really know what I call it. It's kind of a letter to you from me. Some might say it looks like a resume. It's not. But um, you don't need to necessarily read it now, but I would like for you to to look it over. Um, take it home. Look at the scriptures. Because it kind of spells out. Well, it doesn't kind of. It does. It spells out biblically, which is very important, where 2019 is going and, and where my heart is as a shepherd. That's important. And as you look at scripturally who God has us to be, one last reminder is he wants us to dwell in him. Time to God doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. Whether you spend 100 hours in the word of God or two minutes. If your heart's not in it, it doesn't matter. I want to encourage us to be praying for, in this case, this body, because that's where we're at, four corners. Pray for your, for your family and friends here. Pray for the upcoming equipping time and, and times to be able to serve and, and to share the gospel. Pray for and perceive what God is doing. And I say this by faith and by the word. And probably most will see things that they've not ever seen before. The way God wants to move. If you're here this morning. And you'd say, you know, Pastor Tony. um, You just said a whole lot. (laughs) But I don't know that I know God that way. You know, I don't know that. You keep talking about the heart and, and God said that, you know, he created me and, you know, he, he wants to redeem me, which that seems like a big word. And it's, it really just means he, he wants you back because your sin has separated you from him. He's a holy God, a just God. He, he can't be with sin. And it's why he sent his one and only son. And the Bible says, for those who don't know him, that's foolishness. And I get it because I was that person once. But I believe in his word and I believe in his spirit. And his Bible said, the Bible, the word says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. When I heard that, I went, I never went to church. I'm seeing, I'm seeing some new faces. So I'm just, I never went to church in my life. Woke up, went to church, long story short, got saved that morning. Just like that. Never before in my life ever that I know of hearing the gospel. Ever. I was 32. But the power of the word of God. And this is what I heard. Tony, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Do you believe that? And I'm going. Or no. The pastor asked me, do you understand that? Guess what? I looked at, I looked at him. I said, no. I didn't have a clue. What do you mean? 
for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, and he, he was a neat guy, Don, Pastor Don. He goes, well, well, Tony, what I'm saying is, he said, I'm just saying, do, do, you, do you understand? And I said, no, but in my heart, I'm telling you, God told me it was true. And I, so all the best I could do is look at him and said, I don't understand, but I believe it. I, I don't know how to explain. And then he said, share with me Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Tony, do you understand that? I, I didn't understand. Gift of God, Jesus. And I heard, I heard Jesus growing up almost every day, but it was not in a good way, and I mean that. I heard God's name in vain all the time. I heard Jesus' name. And when he said that, I did not understand, but I knew I was a sinner. God revealed that to my heart. I knew that I was separated from him. I didn't understand it, but he was saying, it's true, Tony. And I'm just going, ah, but the free gift is eternal life through through Christ. Who's Who's Jesus? And then he said, the pastor died in Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And in my heart, it's like God just took this seed. I know now it was a proportion of faith, if you will. He put within my heart. Tony, it's true. Now you have a choice. Will you receive the gift of my son that paid the penalty for your sin? I just knew it to be true. And I said, yes. I don't know what would happen if I said no. I mean, to this day, I don't want to, I don't want to, what can I say? I mean, I don't know if it was my last opportunity. I don't, it doesn't really matter. But maybe you're here this morning and the spirit of God and the word of God is going, look, your sin separates you from God and you know it's true. And this morning is your, I'm going to say, opportunity. And it's an opportunity because if God's talking to you, listen. Listen. He just, he just wants to engage your heart and say, I've created you. I want to redeem you. And right here and now, this morning, for today is the day of your salvation. Right here and right now, this morning, you can just bow your heart. It's, it's not really a prayer. I mean, it's okay to like pray. But it's, it's something that's between you and God. Tell, tell him. God, I, I might not understand it all, but I believe this to be true. And this morning I do. I ask you to save me. I believe your son died for me because you're revealing that revelation to me. You're, you're revealing to me it's true. Yes, I want to turn from my sin and turn to you this morning. 2019, it's going to be a great year. Not because of us, but because of God and his people. If this morning you asked Jesus to be your Savior, you believed with your heart that he was crucified, buried, and rose again, that you might be reconciled to God, you have a connection card that Deacon John talked about. 
right on that card, it, there's a place where it says, I received Christ as my Savior. I guess there's a lot of different ways to proclaim it. I'm just saying, proclaim it. I mean, I walked down front that day. I thought my heart was going to come right out of my chest. You know, I, I just did. I, I'm just going, nah. I started to cry. I never cried. I grew up pretty tough. Then I, I'm going like this. I'm, you might think, I'm going like this. I'm going, I didn't, I didn't know what tears were. I haven't cried as a, a young man at all. It's a good time when you come to a place of salvation. Put it on your card, jump up, scream, tell one, come, come here to the altar, share with me, share with Pastor Larry, Pastor Rowley. If you don't know who we are, then just share, share with someone before you leave this place because God is good. And we, we need to walk with one another.